Hello, DPS and Durham families. Welcome back to this episode of Get to Know As We Grow. Uh, Our podcast is really about the Growing Together Initiative, Durham Public Schools' effort to streamline our access and our equity within DPS programs. And today we are diving into the issue of regions. And I am honored to have Matthew Palmer, who is Executive Director of School Planning, Transportation and Nutrition, here with us today to talk about regions. Welcome, Mr. Palmer. Thank you, Ms. Cooper. It's a pleasure. Let's just get right to it. Regions. Our community has already said we've heard you talking about it. We've heard about this since the passage of Policy 4150, providing us district leaders the opportunity to create a regional access model for Durham Public Schools. Tell us more about that. Yeah, one of the things that we did, I think, in our last conversation, we referenced looking at the data and looking at where programs were and where our kids were and seeing if we could discover any patterns, right? And one of the things that we uncovered in looking at that data was that we had areas of the county where uh, we had a heavy concentration of a particular type of program offering, whether that was a magnet program or even a, a particular type of separate setting classroom for children with exceptionalities. So what the regional model allows us to do is look at almost naturally occurring areas of Durham, so considering community infrastructure like some of our interstates, highways, but also rivers, ecosystems, forest preserves, even business parks and universities. Different areas of Durham that kind of self-identify as being eastern and northern or downtown, southeast, southwest. So looking at that, kind of a grounded theory, we would call it, looking at the infrastructure, looking at our clusterings of schools and asking the question, where are things at and where are kids at? And are there examples, are there opportunities to improve access to opportunities and specialized programs? Well, great. Well, tell us um, about how you, um, in, in the lab, so to speak, you're doing the work. How do you create those regions? What, is, what does that look like? And how many regions are we going to have in Durham? That's right. So in total, we're looking at five. And what we were looking at in particular was if we were to just take a fresh look at things today and say, we got two things for certain. We've got kids and we've got schools. Are there any patterns that emerge, particularly with the community infrastructure? So I'm going to kind of walk us through the map of Durham, walking north to south. Uh, We were able to identify an area of northern Durham, north of Interstate 85. Then we geocoded all the kids in that area and looked as well as uh, census data and the most recent data that's available for residents called the American Community Survey from 2019 to understand patterns of income, certainly our demographic patterns around race and ethnicity. Then we looked at the next region that unfolded, which was Eastern Durham. Same thing, locating our students, understanding more about income and demographics and resources, then migrating into Central Durham, downtown. Uh, Again, mapping out all that information and then looking at what effectively became sort of southwestern Durham. So we hear a lot about southern Durham, but it's a huge landmass. In fact, there are 30,000 students alone that live in the area south of 147. So we ended up having sort of a southwest and a southeast. And one of the lines in talking with our community, our parents, and our staff and our administration 
was that Fayetteville Street plays an important line kind of delineating Southwest and Southeast. Well, I mean, that seems extremely thoughtful when you have a, a county, you know, the size of Durham and you divide it into five regions to serve our students better. So what does this mean for the access of a student who's living in the eastern region, so to speak? What does this mean for them or for all of our students who are live within these regions? That's right. Well, one of the things that we were intent on was saying, we're not going to be able to make all the regions the same size. But what we can do is when we talk about access, are there seats and programs and probabilities? How possible, how likely is it that I have access to, let's say, a pre-kindergarten classroom or a year-round classroom or some type of specialized instruction, whether it be Montessori or IB or another? And in looking at that, we discovered that, like in Eastern Durham, for example, the year-round seats for the lottery were mostly unavailable because uh, that region was zoned for Holt. So we realized not only were there really no year-round options in Eastern Durham, there were also really limited access points, statistically, about a 1% chance of getting into, say, a Montessori program. So in realigning and stepping back, we're able to look at are there programs in each of our areas and are the number of seats representative and relatively equivalent from region to region? So ensuring that I have equal access no matter where I live, rather than if I want a program, I need to think about locating in that priority zone. This allows us to lift up and provide broader access and more equity to all of our communities that comprise Durham County. And that's fantastic because I think we both heard, uh, many of us have heard the stories of families who desire to um, take advantage of many of the programs that we have and they just don't necessarily have an opportunity to. But through a regional access model, we are increasing the opportunities for our families and we're making it easier for them to access those programs, which is great. Yeah, and I, I want to go with that for a second because access has two doors associated with it. One is... Am I eligible? Is there a statistical chance that I could get that seat if I want it, right? And I apply for it. The other door of access has to do with, okay, if I get in, how long is that bus ride? How long is that drive, right? And that's where we really began to see that, like, wow, you know, we, we have a lot of uh, groundswell initiative at the administrative level about say yes to DPS and certainly our magnet fare and the options that we talk about at a county level, but that wasn't necessarily equitable when we start looking at the different layerings that go into our priority zones and the location of our programs kind of as they are today. So this is a chance to reset and talk about eligibility. Do I have an option near me? And transportation access. Is it down the way or do I have to do two hours on a bus to get to that? one program. Yeah, those operational efficiencies are huge uh, for a district of our size to be able to streamline um, some of our service offerings within that those areas. And so knowing that uh, DPS is being forward thinking in that manner to make sure that we're not just planning for today, but we're also planning for the future. That has to be tremendous as we continue to see growth throughout all of Durham County. That's right. So one of the things as well, as we look at the regional map, we know and are planning on the future of Durham. And by that I say the growth that's accompanying the expansion of water and sewer service to eastern Durham 
has really unlocked that area as perhaps one of the hottest developmental hubs in North Carolina, and as a result, the United States. So that area between effectively, you know, you would say like Spring Valley or maybe even Oak Grove going east to the Wake County line, we know that there's going to be a heavy residential development in that area. And then as well, we have infill development that's occurring kind of in certain clusters throughout the county. So this is not only for today, this is positioning us for tomorrow. Great. And so uh, DPS families, I just want you to know that those regions, you can view those firsthand on engage.dpsnc.net. Make sure you visit, take a look. If you have any questions, there's an opportunity for you to chime in with us, the uh, team, to make sure that your questions are answered as it relates to the regions for Durham Public Schools. Something that really excited us as a staff as we're taking this next chapter of talking more specifics about regions is that it's not just about maps. It's about the people and the communities and the families and the students that live. Yes, they live, they have a home on a map. But when we roll that up and start talking about regions as areas of collaboration and cooperation between communities and schools and asking questions like, well, are we sure that we have a thought out pathway for children with autism in East Durham? Have we really thought about a child with developmental needs in Northern Durham? And what's their pathway going to be? Are schools working together? Um, and at the same time, what's most fascinating about the regions is that as much as we are grappling with a lot of 21st century, I'll call it the growth pressure that accompanies with a high demand place like Durham, North Carolina, that Durham is very integrated when it comes to looking at uh, each of these regions are very comparable around income as well as our families of color, right? That each region is over 50% families of color and each region is over $50,000 median household income. So what that does is it ensures that no matter where you live, you're going to be able to go to, a, to school with students uh, of a variety of demographic characteristics, right? So we have high resource, medium resource, low resource families and families from across the demographic spectrum as it comes to race and ethnicity. And so What's exciting is to see that Durham is a very integrated community and our regions reflect that. And I believe that's the hallmark of this Growing Together initiative, that the community is coming along with us and we are keeping the community in mind every step of the way to make sure that we are providing opportunities for all Durham students. That's right. And that you know, when we talk about the growth mindset, right, working together, however we got to today, what's possible tomorrow, uh, is most achieved and best achieved uh, working together and thinking of us as one community. And yes, we have regions within the community, but that also gives us another lens to make sure that we have spatial justice, that we're looking at different areas of the county and we're offering similar opportunities uh, to comparable communities across Durham. Wonderful. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you with us today, Mr. Palmer. Once again, uh, DPS and Durham families, engage.dpsnc.net. And until next time, we uh, feel free to visit us, ask us questions, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Get to Know As We Grow.